0: So I'd really like to talk to you about waiting today. Uh, We're almost at the start of Advent. Uh, We're waiting for Christmas in Advent, aren't we? And um, some of us are, uh, you get that thing where people have already started celebrating. Christmas trees are up, Christmas decorations are up. Some people think that shouldn't happen in December. Some people think you shouldn't celebrate Christmas service in November, which is a reasonable thing to think, unless you've got lots of students who are all about to go home. So that's why we're celebrating it today. but uh, we're waiting for Christmas, so I'm going to talk about waiting today, and how you wait, how we wait uh, as a culture, how difficult we might find waiting in today's culture. Um, I've got two kids, my wife Hannah's there, and we've got two kids, uh, they're called Morgan and Aaron. Aaron is four, um, and he has until recently spent quite a lot of time watching Mr. The Tumble. If you don't know what that is, it's, uh, he's a kind of kid's entertainer and he does sign language and stuff like this. Uh, and so they sign along with him. And Aaron, Aaron has started to uh, do impressions of all sorts of people, and he started to do impressions of Mr. Tumble, uh, who has a bit of a strange, sort of clown voice. Uh, so anyway, you need to get him to do this impression because it's really funny. But anyway, he, so he's been going, Hello, <laughs> it's Mr. Tumble. So he does this, right? Uh, the other day, my sister was visiting, so I said to him. Uh, Aaron, do, do, the, um, do the impression of Mr. Tumble for Auntie Coletta. So then he goes, hello. And just wait, it, right? And me and my sister like, what's going on? Anna? Are you okay? And he went, I'm loading. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mr. Tumble. And he is just doing an impression of the iPad. That's what he, he's. <laughs> So, do ask him to do the impression, the loading version and the normal version, Uh, but we hate waiting for stuff, don't we? We hate having to wait. Buffering is so annoying, isn't it, when something is loading. Um, And if you think about all the things in today's culture, like on-demand television, uh, instead of having to wait for the next episode. to call. Well, How long do we wait for a next episode? I, I, I don't really wait the 15 seconds that it takes Netflix to load the next one. I've already clicked it and because I'm like, come on, get on with it. So, uh, and now you can skip the credits on Netflix. You don't even have to wait for those credits. It's incredible. Instant messaging. Fast food. The fast lane in a motorway. Uh, next day delivery. In fact, Amazon are now thinking, aren't they, about uh, having drones that will deliver so that you, can, you don't have to wait long, for longer than half an hour, so that it will just deliver straight to you, because you don't have to wait, because waiting is rubbish. Um, in, in fact, I was told this week that, uh, do you know that Access was one of the first credit card companies? Lots of you won't remember Access as a company, but it was like or Visa, and then you can also have an Access card. And it was one of the first credit cards that were allowed in this country. And the, and the tagline for that credit card when it first came out was taking the waiting out of wanting. which is just an incredible thing to overtly say. Our adverts nowadays are nothing to do with the actual product, are they? They're just to make us feel good, and then we'll hopefully buy something in John Lewis. But um, that advert said, this is what your credit card will do. It takes the waiting out of wanting. Are we okay with that sort of thing? Um, Previous generations weren't like this. They were okay with waiting and they did more of it. Previous generations came up with things called the waiting room. Like you might get at a a, uh, doctor's or a station or something. They played patience. They waited for marriage. They waited for loved ones to come home from war. They waited for letters to arrive. Benjamin Disraeli who used to be a Prime Minister in this country, said, Beware of endeavouring to become a great man in a hurry. One such attempt in 10,000 may succeed, but these are fearful odds. In other words, if you're looking for wisdom, you need to wait for it. You can't rush wisdom. But waiting is boring, isn't it? It's pointless. It's dead time. It's a waste of our precious time, which could have been used but to achieve more and buy more if we didn't have to wait. We know that quality is born over time, like fine malts, single malts and really good aged steaks, but we want those things now. We want someone else to have done the waiting for us. But what is waiting really about? Do we really think waiting is rubbish, or do we just get swept along with the rapids of modern life? I'm currently have to, having to wait for, our, for a back lawn, uh, we've had an extension done, uh, and we've basically run out of budget, and the back lawn isn't done yet, and that really annoys me, because I'm a complete finisher, and I want it done, but we don't have any money, so uh, that's fine, because it's just a back lawn, but it's not fine, because I want it now, it's tempting to borrow the money to just finish it, take the, wait- the waiting out of wanting, but we will wait, until we can afford it and then we will do it. But it's annoying, isn't it, having to wait. So, let me get you to chat to the person next to you for just a moment. When was the last time you waited for something? Properly waited, I don't mean just one second waiting, but when did you really have to wait for something? Okay, go for it. It is difficult to wait, isn't it? But in our film, we are waiting for Jesus, and so we're going to look at uh, a passage which is often read at carol services uh, about Jesus, because uh, it's, it's a passage that was spoken about Jesus, and then it's about waiting for him, because it's a prophecy, uh, which is in Isaiah 9, uh, verses 6 to 7. I don't think we've got the Bibles in the pews today, have we? So uh, if you can find it on your phone or anything, then that's fine, otherwise I'll read it to you. establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. So a son is given, and this prophecy is given about Jesus approximately 700 years before he is born. And the people of God waited for the arrival of Jesus, which we now believe, those of us who do believe, Uh, to be about Jesus 2,000 years ago. It happened. The Jews are still waiting for that prophecy to come true. But a child, it's a funny way of phrasing it, isn't it? A child is going to be born and he'll run the government. There are people who would be okay with that at the moment uh, compared to who is running the government. But uh, that's what we're told. It's a weird thing to say, isn't it? There's a person that's about to be born, and they will run the government. The government will be on their shoulders. Um, the crucial word is will in this. The government will be on his shoulders, and will he will be called Wonderful Counselor. And of his government peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne, and the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. At the time of writing, that wasn't the case. So, whoever was writing it was aware they were going to have to wait for this thing to happen. It hadn't yet come to pass. But waiting isn't an inactive pastime. Waiting is active. How we wait really matters. How we wait for things, but also how we wait for outcomes and things that we're praying for. I wonder what you're praying for, and are you willing to wait for it to happen? Valuable things are worth waiting for. So Jesus was worth waiting for because of who he was, who he ended up becoming. But also I would suggest that the value is in the waiting, not just in the thing. So yes, the thing is valuable that you're waiting for, but the value is in the journey as we wait for something. So waiting isn't just an absence of activity; it's an active, focused, persistent patience. Uh, I used to be a waiter in a restaurant and then in a hotel when I was uh, about seventeen, and that's called waiting on, isn't it? When you're, when you're waiting on a meal or a restaurant or something, got a bit of work waiting on for a while, and um, it's called that because you're attentive. I used to work at the Royal York Hotel, and we used to do a lot of weddings. And when you're doing that, um, I remember being one of three silver service waiters, and you're just you're waiting in the room, arms behind your back. You get like told off if you put your hands anywhere other than behind your back. You're ready, ready to uh, serve, and I'm looking around the room the whole time. Does anyone need anything? Yep, they do. Yeah, I've spotted it because they're attentive. I'm waiting uh, to serve in a, in a permanent state of active um service I suppose but I think we I, I think that's quite similar to how it is in our relationship waiting on God waiting for him. Isaiah uh, also goes on to say later on in uh, Isaiah 40 30, 31 it says uh, those that wait on the Lord will renew their strength, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not be faint. So it's an active thing to do, to wait. And it's a strength builder. It's not just an eternal queuing system that we're stood in, waiting for something to happen. And You see it as well with David, who is one of the kings in the Old Testament. Uh, and one who is a very good king. Um, and he, he was anointed by a guy called Samuel, when he was quite small, when he was a boy, and he said, this guy will be the king of Israel. He anointed him king, and then 20 years elapsed before he then became king. So what happened to David in that 20 years? And why did that happen? Did God really want Samuel to anoint him when he was that young? And did God want him to be king then, but people resisted, and Saul, who was the king at the time, resisted. And was that against God's plan? So in other words, did God want him to be king instantly, after the anointing? Or, was it God's plan that he would wait for 20 years? Because what we see is Paul becomes somebody in the waiting, before he is crowned. So who are we becoming as we wait patiently for stuff that we feel uh, either God has whispered to us or we're praying for or something that we uh, would long for in our life? As we do the process of waiting for that to happen, who do we become? Do we just get frustrated if it doesn't happen straight away? Because I reckon David probably got pretty frustrated as he waited for 20 years knowing that he was God's person to be king. Moses as well, you see him waiting patiently uh, in the desert and leaving those people uh, through the desert, the people of Israel, nearly, nearly there into the promised land and then having to go for another huge walk uh, and just again waiting for that to happen. But the people of God become who they are in the waiting for the promised land. If it had just walked straight in, would it have been the same? We don't know. But what we do know is something happens to us while we wait with God. What happens to us? I would suggest three things. We, our anticipation increases, our appreciation increases, and our determination increases. So our anticipation uh, increases because our hope, as you wait for something, your hope increases. And um, if you're waiting to go on a holiday that you're really looking forward to, you're hoping for it. So your anticipation increases. Your imagination is unlocked while you wait. And imagination is an incredible thing. It's how God speaks to us a lot of the time through our imagination. It's what we can image, uh, and we're created in God's image, and He uses image a lot. So anticipation is important. Also, our appreciation, our gratitude the extent to which we're able to savour the goodness of something is increased if we have to wait for it. I, I once, did a few years ago, did a 50-mile walk with a bunch of the guys who are on the Fusion team that I work on. And we, so we walked 50 miles uh, with, uh, without really sitting down. Uh, we had occasional breaks, but we just pretty much did it in one go. Um, and my appreciation simply of sitting down and having a rest at the end of that was massively increased because I had to really wait for it. And the same our determination is increased. Our grit, our perseverance, as we petition, our basically our spiritual stamina is increased as we have to wait for something. If we just get what we want when we want it, all of the time, is it good for us? I know this was those of you who've got kids will know It's not good for your kids to always get what they want, when they want it, always. It's just not good, is it? So if God is a really good father, would he be a really good father if he always gave us what we wanted when we wanted it? Maybe it's great parenting, spiritually, to make us wait for stuff. But do we get like petulant children and just check out and throw our toys out when we don't get what we want? What uh, would we benefit? Would we benefit from waiting a little bit more? Would we be more grateful? Would we appreciate what we had a little bit more if we waited actively? Would, do we need to increase our stamina? What if God said yes to something that you're praying at the moment, but his answer was yes, and you will see it happen in 20 years' time? Would you keep praying that prayer? Uh, Recently, I've seen an answer to something that I have been praying for for 10 years and I have just seen it answered. Are you praying those things? I found a very useful way of praying those things that you're wanting to see an answer in, but you're not quite sure how to keep asking. I find I write these things down that I'm praying for, and I consistently want, I really want to see that happen. Please, Lord, please, when you do this thing. I find it helpful to just circle that prayer when I run out of words or run out of ways of asking. Just try circling. Just draw a circle around and go, yep, yeah, still asking for that. I'm still waiting for this, and I'm, I'm happy to continue to wait. Um, I've also been doing these spiritual exercises of Nations at the moment, which is a, uh, a sort of meditative process, uh, and it's brilliant. It's a guided process that I have a spiritual director for, who I meet up with, and she helps me. Uh, Think through what I'm meditating on, and I do an hour uh, a day, three days a week. So, three days a week, I'll sit down at 6 a.m. and spend an hour with a very short passage in the Bible and meditate on that passage for that hour. And you're not allowed to journal anything, you're not allowed to write anything down or do anything, you just need to sit with that verse and let it chew it around and let it affect you. Uh, And then you can write stuff afterwards, and it's really difficult. Waiting is really difficult. Um, but I've found that it has changed me as I've done that. The whole, a whole world becomes unlocked in our imagination if we're willing to sit and wait and see what God says. It's quite incredible. I, I worked out actually that it will have been when I've done this thing, it will have been two hundred and twenty-five hours of waiting uh, that I will have done with these, these different passages of the Bible. So, how, do you, how does that work for you? How do you wait? on God, how do you wait with Him? Do you ever wait, or do you always fill the gaps with a phone, or a laptop, or just a book, or something? Are you always filling gaps, or do you ever just sit and be for a bit? There are some things that we have to wait for. The Bible says there's some things that only happen when we pray and fast. And fasting is kind of waiting for food, isn't it? It's a, a denial of eating so that we'll just we'll say, well, we'll eat later. We'll, we'll put that off. We'll wait because we really want to see something happen. And the Bible says some things only happen when you fast. Do you ever do that? So as we are persevering and petitioning God and waiting on him... I think we will be changed as a people. And as we're waiting for Christmas, it's kind of a funny thing, because you're like, well, Christmas is going to happen. It is inevitable, whether I wait for it or not. And Jesus has already come 2,000 years ago, whether I wait or not. So what's the point of that? What's the point of waiting on that? And I think it's because we're changed in the process of waiting. That's why it's good to wait during Advent. It's good to expect something. We're formed in the waiting. He meets us in the anticipation and he increases our appreciation of him in the stillness. He strengthens our determination in the patience of waiting. Waiting is to the character of man as carbon is to steel. It strengthens us. He is worth waiting for and he's worth waiting on. So let's wait. What I'd like to do is let's wait for one moment. Let's stay quiet for a minute while the band come up and we're gonna sing our final song. But let's just spend a moment waiting.